Hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. Guys, we, it didn't look like we were going to make it through uh, 2021, but here we are on the last day of the year, man. Um, like I said, just when you thought we weren't going to come, oh, maybe it's New Year's Eve, Barry will be doing something else. Nah, son, come on. You think we're really going to give up a day of this Talk That Talk show? Like I said, this show means too much to me. And, you know, for all the other people out there that it means something to, you're the reason why we are here on New Year's Eve. Come with another episode. My boy Al says, Talk That Talk show New Year's Eve special. And I would rap, wouldn't want to have it any other way, Al. Um, you know, like I said, it's been a great week, but most importantly, it's been a very good year. You know, I feel like, you know, with all the things that have gone on with the uncertainty with COVID and, you know, just with me trying to get out of, you know, the whole unemployment at the beginning of the year and, you know, just life's perils and, you know, life's uh, things that they throw at you. You know, I've really just tried to put my best foot forward and, you know, be the best version of myself each and every day. And I feel like, you know, with the progress of this show to where, you know, we've had different people, you know, that I've seen rocking the merch out and, you know, people that are, you know, promoting us and telling people to go to the website, you know, like Heem said, it's all about the positive vibes and, you know, those positive vibes are something that aren't just given, they're earned, you know, and I think that through the dedication of coming here each and every week, um, through me being vulnerable with you guys and showing you just who I am each and every week and, you know, just trying to give the best content possible. I think that, you know, that's what Talk That Talk Show is all about. And, you know, even from the point of us making merchandise to help my friend out um, to, to the point of using our platform for, you know, much bigger and better things, you know, I think that that all comes together and it, you know, hasn't started from just episode one, you know. It's been something that we've continuously built and have been deep, deeply rooted with, and even somebody with the diversity to where, you know, we had, you know, maybe in the past year or so we had the mayor on, but then you can have somebody like Fat Poppy here on here. Um, I think that a, a big question I always get is, is that, you know, what is your show about? Or, you know, what do you talk about on the show? And I know Seinfeld says it's a show about nothing, but you know, I truly believe this is a show about anything. I think anytime you come here on a Friday night, you never know what you're going to get, who I'm going to bring here on the show and, you know, just what I might be feeling that day. And um, I think that, you know, before I get into, you know, who I have as a nice special guest here on the show, I want to bring it back to yesterday to where, you know, we were in league and I, I something had told me, I was like, yo, let me call up my boy Walter real quick. Let me call him up. And I call up Walter, who's on my team, come to find out. He goes, I don't know, man. We might have to, you know, forfeit or post bowl. We got two people that aren't going to be able to bowl. I'm like, damn, man, why you just telling me shit now? Why I got to call you to tell you this, you know? So I just decided, you know, to, to step up. You know, get two subs of my own and shout out to Vinny Booker. Shout out to my dad who uh, came out and subbed for us. But, you know, it was tough because the very first game that we bowled, we got smoked by like 120 pins, man. And, you know, that, there's no worse feeling than that other than maybe getting thirsted in Call of Duty. But, you know, it, it was it was a tough feeling to, to, to be down by that many pins. But, you know, I'd said that, you know, in the second and third game, we wanted to come very different. And what happened was we wound up being down by like 60-something sticks. 
you know, in the ninth and 10th frame. And we just gutted it out, man. Everybody just clutched it, you know, had a couple big strikes, struck out. And I said to my whole team, now, I was like, you dude, that was a character win, man. Um, and then to come to the third game, win again, it was huge, bro. Um, we didn't win everything, but I think the big thing was we proved to a lot of our uh, people out there in our league, and we also proved to ourselves that, you know, never say die. You know, I think that so often when you're getting smoked like that, you know, it's so easy to just roll over and let them get you. But, you know, I think that, you know, through that game, we showed that, hey, you know, we're going to keep fighting. Even though we didn't get the desired outcome of the total win that we wanted, we lost 14-11. Me and my my brother, we were like, you know what, we're going to go practice right after that. So I went and I checked out my brother at Majestic Lanes. I went and go check out my other boy who you're going to hear from very shortly. But, um, you know, it's when you get those outcomes or you get the undesirable outcomes that we might not want, you know, what are you going to do to change that? What are you going to do to make sure that that doesn't happen again? And, you know, I'm just in the point now where, you know, anything that doesn't exactly go my way, I want to do the best of my abilities to make sure that doesn't happen again. And if that means practicing after already going to league, then that's what you got to do. And then to come from there to where I golf today and had the best golf outing or golf round of the year. And I wound up shooting like a 76, and I've never broke 80 before ever in my life. So, you know, again, to to, to dispel or to, to put aside something that just happened last, you know, yesterday to where we didn't have the win that we wanted, but then to come out there and not let that affect. I feel like a lot of times people take the negative energy of those bad experiences from the day prior, and then it allows us to, you know, bleed into the next day and now we're coming into the next day out of rhythm but the whole point is you know if you can able to take those bad things or take things that happen that may not have went your way just cast them to the side and just keep pushing there's no telling what you can do man and to say that like i said i had my best round of golf today to end the year it was amazing and then to find out you know my boy was actually going to come here on the show and share a little bit of his time i mean it was it was a huge huge uh seal for me to say hey you know, on the last day of the year, I want to give you guys someone that's become one of my really good friends and just give you guys a little bit more as far as who I am as a person by giving you guys uh, a little bit of in-depth as far as who I hang around with. Because they say, if you want to see who someone is, check the people that they hang around them. So without further ado, for the last guest of 2021, I want us to all give a big round of applause for my boy, Lenny. Gee! See if we can push him back for Letty here. What's going on, Letty G? What's good, Barry? Yeah, I tell you what, man. This guy came different. He coming out here with the Yankee pink brim. Come on, guys. Come on. My man came out with the pink brim. Letty, for those people that don't know who you are, just who who is Lenny G, man? Just uh just a father, uh, a son, you know, and just a, just a good friend, you know, a good all around dude. I try to be at least and uh you know, and I try to bowl every now and then, so Well, I'll tell you guys how I met this guy. It was um I think it was last year and we were bowling and there's this thing called handicap where, you know, if you have a certain average you get a certain amount of sticks. And I remember me and my brother were coming into the match and I'm like 
yo, we got this guy Lenny we're bowling against. He's getting like 70 sticks. Ah, we, we might be able to get him, man. You know, maybe he's not that great. This guy came in, kicked our dicks in, man. He, he killed us, annihilated us. And from there, you know, we kind of forged a really good friendship, man. So, you know, for those people out there that don't know, you know, how did you start to get into bowling? And how have you gotten yourself to where, you know, where you're bowling as much as you are now? I started out actually when I was four years old, bowling with my dad in a adult child league over in Edison. And uh, bowled up until I was about 18 then lost my father and kind of just stopped there. Kind of put it on hold, you know, figured out what I was doing in life, trying to get my career situated, and um, then finally back on my feet, you know, 15, 16 years later, decided to, hey, you know, let me uh, pick up uh, pick up the bowling ball again, do what I love to do for my dad and uh, for myself, honestly. Yeah, man, and what I've seen from you is such a competitive nature, man. I mean, you're, we're we're guys that if we're missing that that shot, we're we're beating ourselves up, man. But you know, kind of talk about the point uh, earlier, like I said about you know, kind of taking those negative things and those negative thoughts, experiences, and just casting them to the side. You know, how are you able to like get over like if you miss a shot to then go out there and try and make the next one, Lenny? I basically go through what my dad has always taught me. You know, just you know throw your next shot, you know, always try to close out frames and just throw your best shot that you can. And honestly, if you, you know, if you miss it, you learn from that. Like you said, you, you pick up, you go to practice after a league, you know, you go to practice on Sunday nights, on Monday mornings, whenever you got time, you know, and you just try to better yourself. Facts. And I think that part of that competitive nature that we have also stems from, you know, just the experience of, of winning and just how good that feels, man. And, you know, what I've seen from you has just been a tremendous improvement since that 70 something stick, you know, time where it was last year. So, you know, for people out there that may not have went out to go bowling or may not have went, you know, what can you tell them to the people out there as to why they should pick up a bowling ball and go out there and roll it? Hey, it's fun, it's exercise, and, you know, especially if you have some good people around with you, bowling with you, you're, always, you're guaranteed to have a good time. Oh, yeah, and let, let me tell you something. You know, Lenny's become one of my really good friends since meeting him in the bowling alley, and, you know, I look forward to those times where, you know, afterwards, you know, after league, we'll go and we'll have a drink, and, you know, he comes and hangs out with my father, and, you know, it means a lot to me, man, because I feel like oftentimes... You know, we were talking about this before, about how sometimes people can be very sometimey, right? They'll be laughing at you, you know, smiling in your face one week, and then the next week they don't know who you are, you know? So, you know, I think it's just so important, the, uh, the genuine friendship that we've kind of evolved from. So, you know, where does that come from for you to, you know, just have those and, and to build those genuine friendships that last, you know? Well, you got to have a natural balance, you know, first of all, obviously balance, you know, business and friendship, but you got to also understand the fact that friends, you know, there's, it, it's hard to come across a good friend. Facts. And when you do find somebody that is a good guy, has good family around them, especially, you notice that, you know, it's, it's easy to, to coexist with other people when they're good people. Hell yeah, Lenny. And one of the things that I, you know, admire about you is just how much of a family man you are. You know, um, when you go to the bowling alley, you see Lenny with his children and, you know, just how excited they are to come watch him. So, you know, I know you talked before about, you know, being a father, but just how much does a father mean to you? You know, being a good father. 
well, being a good father means everything. You know, I, like I said, I lost my father when I was 18, so I only had 18 years with him, you know, but the way that he raised me, plus me having four older sisters, I always had to look after them as I was growing up and then after he passed because I was the man of the house. So I always put that forward that, you know, being a father, you know, doing what my father taught me is the is, you know, was the right thing because I believe that I became a good person and a good man myself. And then I had a, a stepfather also for the past 12 years, which was a decorated officer, a Marine. And um, he was just the, the next best thing that happened in my life. So I was lucky enough to have another father figure, you know, so that helped a lot. Yeah, man. And again, you know, those influences, uh, Lenny, are pretty much that makes us who we are as people, man. And I think that, you know, the strong backing that you have and you just, you know, hearing you talk about your father, you know, you can tell just how much he meant to you, you know, and to, to then, you know, put that forth on your own children to where you have such great relationships with them. You know, it means all the world. We have Reese Smith. Um, we have my boy Robin. We have fathers on this show as well, too. So you know, I'm sure that you speak to, for a lot of them out there and saying that you do anything for them. But, you know, I know, you know, with us, we always say, you know, we, we don't want to force it on our children ever. But, you know, how, how, how much do you think that your children are going to bowl? And do you kind of, you know, put the ball in their hands a little bit? Well, I definitely did when they were younger, you know, I definitely <laughs> brought them to the bowling alley, you know, every, every other weekend or so, you know, tried to get them in the swing of things. I do have, you know, two younger sons, one's 11, one's nine, and they definitely are getting the interest in bowling. So I am, I am going to, I am going to pursue that with them too, at least. Hey, take it from me and my dad, you know, it's some of the best times going out there and competing with them, whether we're winning or losing. You know, I, I enjoy and I cherish those times that we get to have because not everybody gets to, you know, bowl with their father or, you know, let alone, you know, win money with them. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's something that I, I truly appreciate. But, you know, I know that bowling isn't the only things that we do. We're huge baseball fans. You, we already talked about how you got the Yankee pig brim on. You know, how exactly did you become a Yankee fan, Lenny? Uh, growing up, born in Brooklyn. You know, I was uh, I always had the option, obviously, because in New York you got so many good baseball teams, and I just I just grew. I was I was a more of a blue fan, you know, a darker blue fan, and we, you know, Brooklyn, the Bronx, it was right there. So I just picked up the blue and the blue and white stripes. You know, it's never looked back. Hey, well, let's put it this way: what better franchise to pick, right? Because I think you know the Yankee. We always talk about a huge hat fan or whatever, but you know the Yankee cap is one of the most popular across the entire world. You know, um, I, I always like to talk about this because you'll always get a different answer from different Yankee fans. But I want to give me you to give me your top two favorite Yankees of all time. If you had to pick two Yankees, who are going to be your top two favorite Yankees? I would have to say, you know, in my era, watching growing up, it would be Mariano and Jeter. Woo! The Sandman and the Captain. You know, I tell you what, I mean, those those two, I mean, who, who could you go better than that, right? I mean, nobody's going to say Jason Giambi, you know, obviously. <laughs> but, um, you know, Derek Jeter, you know, obviously... The, I think the thing that kind of stands out is the fact that not only the fact he won so many championships, but people just, you don't really see leaders like that anymore, you know? I feel like, you know, in a way, Derek Jeter not only represented the Yankees, but any professional baseball player out there, man. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
to to take away from that leadership, is there anyone that you've kind of gotten influences from, you know, because of just how great of a leader they are? Well, I would definitely say Jeter was one of them growing mm-hmm. up, you know, watching him and then him being such a young guy with a whole bunch of, you know, all-stars on the team also, and then growing into the position of the captain. Yes. You know, you show he showed how he was a leader and how he would take games into his own hands if he had to. And, uh, yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, man. I think, you know, for me, you know, it's not – we can't really say that, uh, you know, David Wright was our captain as the Mets. But, you know, I feel like he didn't really have the same necessarily effect that, like, a Derek Jeter had. And, you know, I don't know why that is, but, you know, let's – I know why. I don't want to say why, but when you win, you have a lot bigger effect, oh, you know. Yes, but right. um, yeah. you know, I, I didn't want to say it. I'm talking. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but no. Nah, I mean, honestly, winning can cure a lot of things, man. Right. But um, I tell you what, bro. I, I think that you know, especially with this new baseball season coming up, hopefully they're able to you know get us out of the lockout because we do want to see Max Scherzer play in New York. Don't oh, get me man. wrong. But, um, you know, do you see yourself, you know, going to see in some of these uh, games in Yankee Stadium in this next coming year? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, I, I do I like the, the Subway the, Series. Ooh, maybe we have to come <laughs> check it out, man. Maybe I'll, I'll go to, you go to City Field, I'll go to Yankee, right? Sure. But, um, you know, I know that you, you like I said, you're big into the uh, Yankees, you know, a huge, huge fan of the bowling. But one of the things that I did hear overheard is the fact that you are into the sports betting, right? So, you know, what are some things that you look for when you're going to make some of those sports bets? I look for definitely weather takes an impact into games, especially yeah. over-unders. Yeah, because, I mean, that's I, I that you're the first person that I've actually heard about that will go in and look at the weather. So can you explain a little bit why why you look at that weather? you got to figure if you're betting football, then, you know, they're most likely not going to be throwing the ball if it's very windy or if it's torrential downpouring. They're going to be running it more. So you can look at running backs, you know, having bigger games. You can mm-hmm. look at quarterbacks not throwing as many touchdowns or possibly tight ends coming up bigger. Hey, well, I know that my boy Jeff, he's big as far as setting up his parlays. I know he likes to mix in, like, you know, different sports. When it comes to your parlays, do you like to stick with just one sport, or do you like to mix it up a little bit? I like to mix it up a little bit with baseball and football. Okay. And I tell you what, baseball, to me, in my opinion, is one of the hardest sports to bet on because there's just so many variables that come into it. So what would you say is your hardest sport to bet on and why? I guess it would be hockey because I don't know I don't follow it very very much but um you know you you could obviously go by record if you wanted to just go money line bets it's you know that's a little easier but you know going by goals scored and everything that's you know a little harder for me hey well you know what I know that my boy Jeff he always is so hype as far as you know the the different bets that he cashes in on and he's like sending me screenshots or whatever and you know it's fun especially when you're winning but um you know it's it's tough man you know a lot of people figure you know why couldn't i get this one i know i was in atlantic city and i missed a ticket by one boston celtics loss and it's like god damn it (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's the worst feeling Mm -hmm. but the one thing that i do i will say is that you know over this entire year you know, like I said, there's been a lot to be thankful for beyond just sports betting and bowling and everything like that. But, um, you know, for you, 
I know I was looking back on, and I'll give my answer a little bit, but, you know, what's been one of the things that you've just been so proud of or was, like, one of your biggest accomplishments in this year? This year would be probably growing into the role at my job. Okay. I've been with the company just about three years, and uh, I finally got a promotion going up into a senior service tech level where I believe I should be after being 12 years. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hell yeah. And I think the key word was that was being where you knew you should have been, right? So, like, you know, how was your mentality to, like, you know, try and deliver in on that message that you gave yourself to say, hey, I'm going to put myself in this position to take this? Yeah, I've been, you know, I've been since I'm 18. I've been working since I'm 13 out there. But since I'm 18, I kind of set my set my goals in life on where I want to be at certain years and you know, being 35 now, I wanted to be at a certain level, be with a company, you know, and in the in a business for a certain amount of time, just so I could feel like I'm actually delivering on, you know, my part of the deal with them. So, hey, and that's huge, man, because I think, <clears throat> you know, for you, where you had this, you know, visualization, they always talk about, you know, speaking into existence and you, you know, had this idea of where you should be and then you accomplished that. And I'm sure that feeling is just so self-fulfilling. You know, and I feel like at times with myself that, you know, when I look, think back reflectively at times, I feel like I may not have been as far as where I think I should be, or I still have a lot more to go. But, you know, I think the big thing as far as trying to dispel that, to negativity and turn it into positive is the fact that you appreciate those little wins or the, the little, you know, steps in the right direction that you took to get to that spot and, and to get closer to that goal. So, you know, I think that whether you've made your, your, your accomplishments or whether you're still trying to go out and, you know, achieve those accomplishments, the big thing is just to keep grinding, man. I think that, you know, one of the things that we always talk about, Lenny, is just how hardworking we are. And I feel like, you know, that hard work, you know, bleeds into who we are as people. And then that's why we have these productive outcomes that we had, you know. So, you know, I think that, you know, beyond just the goals that we've accomplished in this year, I would like to ask you, you know, is there anything that you would like to accomplish in the next year, like any big time goals that you have? Oh, yeah, I've never settled, especially, you know, when it comes to money and everything like that. You know, you got to hustle to make money. So. Yep. Uh, I want to do bigger and better things every year coming. So there's definitely definitely room for improvement, definitely. Hell yeah. And I think that, like I said, I definitely want to, uh, for this show at least, you know, I want to try and get the online store popping for this. Um, I said before I want to get a little bit more off-site locations where, you know, maybe we'll have some uh, interviews at like a bar or something like that as things right. start to open up. But, you know, the main thing is just trying to stay on our toes, man, and, you know, keep progressing in the right direction, bro. But, you know, one of the things that we love when we're at the bowling alley is we love our drinks, Letty. We love our drinks, you know. It's so funny because there's times that, and I feel so bad because, you know, I'll get the shit kicked out of me in bowling. And, and I will be the first one out the door, man. My brother will be like, yo, you chill. I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm out of here, you know. So I'm trying to get so much better with, like, if we take a loss, I'm going to chill out. I'm going to chill and, and we'll have some fun. But um, like I said, one of the things that we do like to do is have our drinks. So, you know, in ceremonial fashion on the show, um, we always like to do a beer review, Lenny. So you think you're going to be able to help us out on this beer review? Sure. All right. So real quick, I got a dope, dope beer for you. For a lot of my friends that don't know, I might need the uh, 
file opener for this one. This one is actually called The Mad Elf. For those be I know Jeffrey might know what this is. I know he's tuned in. This Mad Elf beer is a really, really good beer in my opinion. And Letty, peep this. It has holiday ale brewed with cherries and honey. Mm. And this is a whopping 11% alcohol. What? 11%. Yes. Lenny, are you going to be ready for this one, man? Drink sure. that drink. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a mad elf. We're going to share one here on the show, Lenny. But, you know, like I said, for a special guy like yeah. yourself, I didn't want to bring you with a cause Light or something <laughs> like, you know. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. We love domestic <laughs> beers, you know. But, you know, we definitely wanted to give you a little bit of holiday cheer with this mad elf. We got Timmy Hugel who says Lenny is walking home. We got <laughs> <laughs> we got Peter Dunn who says the Mad Elf. Ooh, yeah, the Mad Elf. Ah, so you know, in, in all you know, holiday fashion, I appreciate you, Lenny, for coming here on the show and rocking out. And, and give the people your honest opinion on the Mad Elf here. Appreciate right? you, Barry. Not bad at all. Right, right. Yeah, that's pretty good there. So this is the Mad Elf, man. Like I said, it's got some honey. It's got some cherries in it. Eleven percent alcohol. That's nice. What do you, now when you when you taste it? This is the, I know the eleven percent can get a little overwhelming for some people. Do you think that's a little bit too much alcohol in there for? Her? No. No, I think the honey and the cherry kind of mask it up a little bit. Right, mm-hmm. and and not often do you see those types of you know ingredients in a beer you yep. know what i'm saying yep. to, to get a, uh cherries and honey and ma- mash them together we got my boy dave who's from pennsylvania i'm sure you know about the mad elf buddy but this is actually from trogues uh if i'm not mistaken it's, it's somewhere in i think central or, or north pa somebody can fact check me on the show near hershey park. near hershey park so yeah man this is um Good beer, good holiday beer for you guys out there that always want to try something out. They, this is a very seasonal beer, so you're not going to be able to, in July, get this Mad Elf. So, you know, when you're trying to get this, it's usually around, like, the holiday time. You know, make sure you get yourself a couple six-packs of this because, like I said, me and Kenny, uh, Lenny will tell you, this shit is fire, man. Yeah, Tim, stock up, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke, guys, because Tim doesn't drink, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but um, we like to get a little jokes with him there. But um, once again, I want to give a big shout-out to my boy Lenny G for coming on here and absolutely rocking the show. Um, If there's anything or any type of advice that you'd want to give anybody out there listening into this show that could maybe help them out, Lenny, or help them, or which has helped you to be who you are, you know, what advice would you give my viewers out there? Work hard, stay true to yourself, stay true to others, because the truth will always kick you in the ass if you don't respect it. Facts, man. Like we said, you know, life's too short to be anything other than yourself, man. So as long as you're living and breathing, be the best version of yourself and good things will follow, man. So before we head off the show here, I want to give a shout out to my boy Timmy Hugel over at Ink Parlor. You know, um, he, he gave us a nice butt whooping last week. But don't worry, Tim. You know, I, I'll, I never forget anything. All right. I never forget anything. And also want to give a big shout out to my boy, um, Joe Snow Maria over at New York Life. Also want to give a big time shout out 
to my boy Savion over at uh, Skydive Socks. Always love talking to him and, um, you know, just staying creative with him as well, too. Then also want to give a big-time shout-out to Jeff Galata over at Air We Are. We got Tim da- Timmy Hugel on the Facebook Live. He-, he gave the $5 symbol. Yes, Tim took my $5, but I'm going to get that shit back. All right, Tim? You took that little punk-ass $5. All right, I'll, I'll get it back. <laughs> I'll get it back. But, um, yo, I appreciate you so much, Lenny, for coming here on the show. Appreciate you, bro. Hell yeah. You the man, dog. Um, Keep kicking, baby. Yeah, and, you know, we're going to have some drinks after the show, after we close up here. Um, You know, like I said, as I have this show, I just want to keep having different people here on the show and and giving different outsights as the different people that are out there. I think that at times people might have a perception of who you hang out with and, and don't know you know, just a half of the battle of the people that you hang out with. And, um, you know, Lenny, you've been somebody that treated me with respect since day one. Um, you know, we've had many conversations about bowling, not about bowling, you know, supporting each other. And, you know, I truly value your friendship, brother. And, um, you know, it's been forged through this year. And, you know, we're going to keep building it and keep doing things to the next year, man, and beyond, man. So once again, I want to thank you, Lenny G, for you know, you, being bro. a great friend. Coming here on the show and rocking out. And, yo, guys, you never know who's going to come on the show. So just make sure you're tuned in every Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You know the vibes. We're out here on uh, TalkThatTalkShow.com, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You name it, we're on it, man. Um, Shout out to Ishabai Crane, who's over here watching live from the show. Big shout out to him. Big shout shout out to my brother as well. Um, Guys, you know, I have the support of many great people. And, you know, without you guys, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So I thank you guys once again. We got Terrence Brown who says Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Terrence. We'll see you on Tuesday. And I'm going to get my $5 back, Tim. You watch. I got something for you, all right? Love you guys. And, yo, remember, stay true to yourself. And big time shout out to Lenny G for coming out here on the show. Happy New Year, and I love you all. See you next week.